0: Wes Craven, the master of horror, returns at last. How would you like to join us in the definitive nightmare? I
1: thought you killed Freddy. off.
0: With a frightening new twist on terror. When the story dies, the evil is set free. That's what the nightmares are telling me and that's
2: what I'm writing. This
1: is still a script we're talking about, right, Wes? Since you've been thinking of making it, has anything funny happened?
2: Ah, Cut the effects. decided to cross over, out of films, into our reality.
1: The bad man's getting awful close.
2: The only way to stop him is to make another movie. You're gonna have to make a choice. Whether or not you're willing to play Nancy. Why? It was you that gave Nancy her strength. Nancy.
1: Where's my son?
0: Almost there. Wes Craven's New Nightmare.
2: Welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This is Brandon Ford. Well, Mr. Pretendjika, we were able to retrieve your test scores from the computer. And, as I'm sure you already know, you failed. God giveth, and the DMV taketh away. You mustn't fuck with the Department of Motor
0: Vehicles, Mr. Pretendjika. We can make your life a living hell. And this is Tony the Tiger the Thunder from Down Under. And on December 5th, 2023, it's going to feel pretty fucking real to you too. Anybody not wearing two million sunblock is going to have a bad day, get it? God, you think you're safe and alive? You're already dead. Everybody, him, you, you're dead already. This whole place, everything you see is gone. You're the one living in a fucking dream. <laughs> You don't know how.
2: You don't know how hard it was for me not to laugh when you got going. I was white knuckling it.
0: <laughs> fucking crazy bitch. That's been stuck in my head, so like I had to get it out.
2: <laughs> oh my god, you just had a fucking total meltdown on the podcast. <laughs> People are going to think you lost your mind Alright, okay Um, Yes, but this is the Blind Rage Podcast And fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la Fuck Um, Because it's December Yes And Tony and I have an early Xmas present for all of you We are kicking off the holiday season with Wes Craven's New Nightmare and a bonus episode. We are also going to be doing a commentary for the fan film Dylan's New Nightmare, which you can find alongside this episode. So that's going to be a a different episode. Um... It's not going to be at the end of this one, so hopefully you'll listen to this one to the end, and then you can check out the Dylan's New Nightmare commentary. hmm So, and that's it's going to be super, super fun. But before we get into all of the goodness, I'm just going to plug it up. So, Christmas is upon us, and... Books. I really don't think people give books as gifts for any occasion, anywhere near as much as they should. It's
0: a lost art, really.
2: It is. Especially my books. Yes, you should give my books away for Christmas. They make wonderful stocking stuffers. You can stuff them right in there. Mm -hmm. And you can find all of them in hardcover, Kindle, and paperback editions on Amazon.com. Just type Brandon Ford and boom, they pop right up, as does my Amazon author page, which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications. And you know what else you can give as an Xmas gift? Audiobooks. Yes, that's right. You can give somebody an Audible membership for Xmas because audiobooks are also books, And books in any form is good. Yeah. If you don't want to
0: listen to your family, listen to an audio book. That's right.
2: And listen to mine. Yeah. Um, Because you could find them on Audible. Um, Just type in Brandon Ford. You could also subscribe to get email notifications whenever I have a new audio book. You can follow me on both... Um, Letterboxed and X at <laughs> Brandon Ford. Last week I forgot, and I just said Twitter. Oh God! I <laughs> know. And, and Tony, where can the people follow you?
0: Well, you can follow me in my improv group. <laughs> um, no, you can follow me on Letterboxed at um, Tony the Tony underscore the underscore Bear, and on Twitter it's at Madonna Horror.
2: Um, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, feel free to email me at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. Please don't forget to follow the official Blind Rage Podcast Instagram. Just type in the Blind Rage Podcast into the search box and it should come right up. Uh, Please don't forget to stop by the official Blind Rage Podcast Facebook to like and subscribe. Maybe write a little something on the wall. For us to read, that would be nice. Last, and most importantly... And remember, it's Christmas. This is the season of giving. So please give us some reviews, some ratings... And review on your favorite podcasting platform. So, before we get into Wes Craven's New Nightmare... What have you been watching recently? Uh,
0: well, I started a, um, a mini-series, uh, about the, um, development of Oxycontin called Pain Triller. Oh. Oh, no. And that's been, uh, an interesting view. Um, kind of, uh, goes where one is expecting it to. And, you know, it, it's, it's a good, um, reference to see how it all started and, uh, how it's going? Mm. Um, with uh, Matthew, what's his face? <laughs> the one who killed someone in Ireland. Um, in it, Matthew Broderick. That's the one. Um, so i definitely give that a, um, a suggested view for anyone else to watch it. And also a 1994 movie which uh, I haven't seen in a long time, but used to traumatise me as a child. It, a New Zealand film called Once Were Warriors, which is uh, about a uh, Maori family uh, and their general mistreatment and also uh, deals a lot with domestic violence issues. So, a a bit of a downer, but uh, a very good movie. Why did it
2: traumatise you?
0: Just seeing uh, the mother get beaten so often was a bit... Hard to watch as a child because I would have been ten uh, yeah, when it came out. De- that's depressing. Yes. Why would you revisit that? Because because it is a well made movie, um, and it gets good reviews. It's it's uh, a necessary watch as opposed to an enjoyable one. Well, I really shouldn't say anything because I
2: re I haven't in a while, but I revisit Requiem for a Dream. Okay. Um, <clears throat> for that same reason. Anything else? No,
0: that's all. How about you? Hmm.
2: Well, I only got one. <laughs> it was. It's not even a very good one. Uh, I found a documentary from a few years ago on Tubi called "Beyond Boobs."
0: Beyond
2: boobs. Beyond boobs, and it's about a woman who has spent her life with very, very large breasts, which have continued to grow past, I think by the time she was 21, they got bigger. So, she was like up to a size G, or an H. Um, so, the documentary Is about, um, it's supposed to be be focused on her getting a breast reduction because um, she's having a lot of back pain, neck pain, headaches. Um, And so she's, and she's like um, in her mid 40s now, so she's kind of over it. Um, so, basically, and it's only about an hour, so basically what it is, is her going to visit people she knows and ask and telling them what she's doing, telling them about the documentary and getting their feedback, and doing some asking people on the street what they think of her boobs. Um... And talking to a woman who is a hostess at a restaurant who is also ample busted. What it's like to have very large breasts. And then she goes under the knife and it's over. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Because I, I, I knew it was only an hour, but I thought. It was, there was going to be something about how her life had changed because she kept saying or implicating that this was going to be a life changing experience. She was going to be mm. a completely different person after this was over. So I was
0: going, I was expecting to that. Coda. See,
1: yeah.
2: I was expecting that. And I was, I was anxious to see how she was handling her new physical um, form. Yeah. And because she was saying, you know, she wasn't going too small. I think she was...
0: She was still going yeah, to yeah. have
2: a a good size, but, you know. So... Was there anyone um, that
0: asked, there is something wrong with your vagina? No. So it doesn't... It didn't have Chris Isaac and Tracy element in it? No. No. I know exactly what you were doing. Or Fat Fuck Frank.
2: No. No. And her name was not Ursula <laughs> Utters...
0: Oh, okay. Um, she didn't become a neuter after she had them <laughs> reduced. No, she
2: didn't take Prozac either. No, no. Okay. Yeah. So that was a that was a very disappointment because it was just you know her spending an hour talking about her yeah. her boobs.
0: It was a bust.
2: Yeah. Um, yes. Nobody'll give me a job, and I'm flat busted. No, I mean I'm broke.
1: <laughs>
2: what is and this some no kind of bust?
0: <laughs> yes, it's very impressive, but
2: <laughs> once again, you missed a mistress of the dark. quote. I don't know how many times I'm going to quote that fucking movie, and you're well, just you, not going. You to missed the Naked you're Gun just... quite. <laughs> well, I don't watch the Naked Gun. I saw the Naked Gun. Probably once, and I was like nine. Oh, you pulled. All right, shall we Fuck get on to Wes Craven's? Wes Craven's? Mm-hmm. Mm, we should do that. Okay, so if you want to watch along, sure, I have no trouble finding Wes Craven's new nightmare. So we are going to begin in three, two. One
0: play. Now speaking of Christmas, um I do find this music to be quite Christmas jingly when it first starts. No, I don't, not at all. Mm-mm. No. Not this, but here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, and I was wondering if, like, if that was a reference. But considering you're only here, if that was a reference to like the um, Santa Clausness of Freddy, that like every kid knows about Freddy, and it's like the Santa Claus of the Pokemon. King Kong. Yes.
2: Well, I brought this up not too long ago. Um, but I really don't think that line is true anymore. No. I think there are a lot of kids who don't know who Freddy is. Yeah, it's very depressing.
0: Well, I guess. Um, blood. Great. Keep um I was gonna say, uh, kids might not know who like Jigsaw is. Hey, okay, oh, really uh, Jeffrey, like but then. Good. Why should they? <laughs> I know this
2: is a dream, but I never understood like what the fuck this movie was supposed to be. Was it supposed to be like Robot Freddy? I don't.
0: I thought think. it was supposed to be like an origin story, but like um, maybe maybe um, like with the uh, um, uh, Terminator stuff.
2: There's little Miko.
0: Yep. I'm, I have to, I had to write his name down because I keep calling him Milo. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I think Milo Hughes just sounds better. He should change it. I'll pass
2: that along. Mm. Um, no, with the mechanical hand, it kind of like made me think that they were going like in a Jason X kind of direction.
0: Oh, okay. This is—I uh, find it interesting that we're doing another meta <laughs> horror movie after having just done one. Mm. But uh, I didn't—I didn't mind this meta either in itself. I didn't mind it at the time. This is not.
2: This is a favorite installment for a lot of fans. Well, most fans like three the best, um, yeah. but I know a lot of fans like this one. This is like the impossible
0: princess that fans like. Hmm. Um.
2: This is probably my least favourite of the series because it's so dramatically different than all of the other movies. Even though it's not meant to be an Elm Street movie per se. Yeah. Um. I mean, I want to see Freddy stalking
0: teenagers. Yeah, well, this yeah, this one was quite different from the other movie. That's why... <laughs> um, I think it's more... Uh, people who are fans of Wes Craven and horror are more fans of this than people who are fans of Freddy. Because Freddy doesn't show up for maybe like an hour into it.
2: Well, he shows up when she's on the talk show.
0: Yeah, so you get you get a bit of like a, a happy reprise. But um him as a villain you don't see for a long time. Mm. It's a monster movie without the monster.
2: Well, I remember ev- as a kid, when I saw this, being, when she goes on that talk show, being like, Heather Langenkamp would never be on a daytime talk show. <laughs> She's not that famous. You
0: just so, um, <laughs> um, spoil the fun of everything. <laughs> I know. Um,
2: I actually saw this theatrically. Okay. First came out. This I I saw. Freddy's Dead. This and Freddy vs Jason. Those are the only three, if you want to call Freddy vs Jason, a part of the Elm Street
0: franchise. Those are the only ones that I saw
2: theatrically.
0: Yeah. Um. Did you enjoy the three D element of um. Part six.
2: I thought it was cool at the time. I yes. did. I thought the whole movie was going to be in 3D. I was like, why It's only the last 10 minutes. This is bullshit. But it was so expensive for them to do it. Mm. Um, for those of you who may or may not know, um, way back when I was doing solo commentaries for the podcast because i didn't think anybody would ever come on and do a commentary with me i did all of the well from one through six in elm street yeah um and i di- didn't think that i would ever do this one because i don't think i would know what the hell to talk about especially since this movie so
0: long Yes. Well, it is quite a long movie and the end does sort of drag out. But this is one of my this is probably in my top five of horror movies. I just I really, really? quite like it. Yes. I think I said that to you. I don't know if you did. Or well, maybe I didn't. But <laughs> Okay, time to get dressed. Going to just for a few hours. you will be Like I think um um I like with uh, Wes Craven's writing. I feel that I see him maturing with every script. <laughs> like <a laughs> I always remember um, um, feeling that with um, Last House on the Left, um, I remember feeling that the stuff there was, that he was writing, he was putting in jokes and stuff. And there were jokes that one would say naturally and wouldn't actually be funny in a movie. And I could see him sort of um, in later movies putting in humour that was actually something the audience would find funny. Like mm-hmm. when, like when Tina makes the comment about her name being four names, that being four letters, that was like a, a joke that the audience might have laughed at. I never thought that was funny. That's because you have no sense of humour.
2: Well, it's stupid. <laughs> and she calls his penis a joint. <laughs> who, who the hell calls a dick a joint? Well, you do smoke it. Well,
0: <laughs> you're puffing up. Um... Wasn't that called... Cool? Oh, you, d- you never watched Modern Family? Nah. Um, now, this guy is the one that both Will and Grace have a crush on, isn't it?
2: Yeah, David <laughs> Newsome. They are unsure which team he plays for.
0: Yes. I thought it was quite cute. Like, he, he, uh, it was a good role.
2: <laughs> he also had a short-lived... Sitcom with Maria Patillo called House Rules. I remember I used to watch that.
0: Okay. I think he. Um, I used to sort of confuse him with Stephen Weber, or Weber. Like, mm-hmm. c- c- just because of the hair, <laughs> I think. Everybody reminds <laughs> you of somebody. Like I used to confuse them. Did you ever watch the show that she was in?
2: Yes, of course.
0: Okay. With a few of the other. Lums, Brooke Thies and I, I did Orthuis record. Or the fuck I <laughs> yes, I did record. Um, she was in the um, Nancy Kerrigan story. Yeah, and it was on. And that was perfect casting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think I recorded it and started watching, it and then didn't finish it. Well, why the hell would
2: you? <laughs> I think I actually did watch it all the way. It would have been good Probably if just Tina to see was um,
0: Tonya, Tonya Harding.
1: <laughs> Who?
0: If uh, if they used Tina as Tonya Harding. That I would mean, have been <laughs> so fun. Yes. Now, apparently this was um, a, um a influenced by, I think, Repulsion? Or was it Roman Polanski. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Which I think Wes Craven... Used a Roman Polanski film as as a motive, um inspiration in the original Friday the third uh, fucking hell in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, when someone's throwing pebbles at the window, and it, it turns out to be a tooth. Was it a tooth? I I reckon or I reckon it was supposed to be a tooth, but I don't think it was obvious.
2: No, it was not, because I always just thought it was a pebble.
0: Now, <laughs> seeing this now, this kid reminds me of the one student I have on my bus who annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> oh. He can be a bit <laughs> much. He's coming for you. Freddy's coming for you.
2: I remember when I saw
0: this in the theater, that got a big laugh. <laughs> well, I think it was done for laughs. It was, yeah. <laughs> Oh my
2: god, I was like, when was I? I was either 12 or 13, depending on when this came out.
0: Yeah. In '94. Yes, you would have been. It no, was
2: probably a summer movie.
0: It's one of the, uh, it is the West performing, uh, Not pronounced, Armstrong. Was it? Yeah. Uh,. Like it still, it still uh made its budget plus, Um uh, but yeah of the um, box office it was the least performing.
2: Uh, here's Tracy Middendorf. I remember she was in, way back when NBC used to have. New TV movies every Monday night. Oh, okay. They were, they were primarily aimed at teenagers. She was in a movie with Sarah Chalk and, um, who else was in it? Jenna Von Oy. They always had TV stars in their movies. Um, but she was a mean girl in a sorority. Ah, oh, yep. Yeah. And she, um, they were doing a prank and,
0: um, one of the girls got killed. Yes. It went awry. I do think that she's well cast. I think I think all of the acting in this is quite good. Yeah. Though yeah, what <laughs> Sorry, you go. <laughs> I don't. I
2: don't have any. I don't have anything negative to say about the production or the writing or the performances or anything like that. I just, I I I think it's my least favorite because it's it's just so far detached. Yeah. from the other movies and it's not
0: fun. Well, and you can't um I oh, think I feel it's got a, a funness. Like it, it it is a serious movie, but I also find I find a fun in it. Um do you think that if you could um separate yourself from the what the other movies were, do you reckon you'd enjoy it as a movie or not?
2: Maybe. Well, I don't hate it. Um I think as a as a standalone movie, it's fine. But as a F- Freddy
0: movie, it's eh. like had this been a uh, invented villain made for just this one movie, do you reckon? Like, yeah. you would have been. Lying? I mean,
2: I think I would have liked it, but I don't think I would have, you know,
0: done a podcast about it. <laughs> done a podcast about
2: it? No. when i well because i grew up such a big freddy fan i did like it a lot more when i first saw it and after i saw it in the theater i went out and i bought a bootleg vhs of it and it wasn't it wasn't the kind of bootlegs that i described before that were just like um color copied um yep uh versions of the of the sleeve these were the ones that people took a video camera into the theater like uh, Brenda did yeah yeah yeah, um it was one of those it was uh shake a spear and love <laughs> oh, God. um yeah, so I used to watch that over and over again, yeah until it came actually came out on video
0: um I remember when I did first see this uh For me, the best part about it was when they do actually return to Elm Street. But it took me um, watching it more in adult eyes to appreciate it past that point. Um, And I was just going to say, I I like how um, Freddy keeps getting um, inserted throughout the movie without actually being in the movie. And even when the security guard does the finger flex, that's like a good little nudge reminder of, you know, it's a Freddy universe...
2: I would have rolled the window up on him, too. He needs to shut the fuck up. (laughs) So here we have a value city Phil Donahue or whatever the fuck.
0: Yes. It's Studio 10. With some fake flowers in the background. Oh, God. that is very inappropriate yes and you can see she's really uncomfortable with that question (laughs) i I think what i really enjoyed with this is seeing um more to heather Langenkamp. um that uh, when you only see her delivering as nancy it's like um you don't get to see her as anything else well why the hell would she know if freddie's really dead (laughs) I think that was just a um...
2: <laughs> A preamble to him shredding his way onto the set
0: Yes <laughs> Yeah oh, So cheesy well, that's what, you know, how it became. It became a bit of a cheese fest. Like, I mean, I, I guess it is a bit of a cynical view from Wes Craven, just, you know... Because I imagine this is exactly how he feels Freddie became, like...
2: Well, yeah, because Freddie was a pop culture phenomenon mm. at, at, the, at that time. Um Now... I don't know... There we go. (laughs) I don't know if that was in the script, You Were All My Children Now, or if
0: Robert did that. Was it in Um, the original? Like, was it in the part two script? Or did he do it? I think... I don't know. I thought that was one of the lines he did as well, but...
2: I don't know. Well, the point that I was trying to make was, if it were in the script, I find that surprising because... Wes has been very very vocal about how much he hated all the sequels
0: well he, uh, I think he said he rewatched all the sequels when he was asked to do the movie mm. Mm. like because he wanted to sort of Hi, I don't know whether he uh, like originally thought maybe to continue it on or if after watching it he thought no I want to do something different
2: <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to say he said that he watched them all for the Never Sleep Again documentary.
0: No, I don't believe so. I, I reckon I'd heard, yeah, that he, uh, when he was offered uh, the suggestion, you know, when it was uh, suggested to him to do a, a part seven, he watched them all. Um, <clears throat> I will say that. Uh, <laughs> Uh all of the people who are playing themselves are miscast <laughs> as and you can tell they're not actors.
2: <laughs> oh
0: well uh,
2: <laughs> Robert Shea is god awful, but he would do anything to get in front of a camera. Yeah. He cast himself in so much shit. Well he was in part two. <laughs> oh god, he was in part four. He was on <laughs> he was on Freddy's Nightmares. Um was a uh what was it? he was a priest in one of them at a funeral okay. i think it might have been the first one
0: oh in part one
2: i think at rod's funeral i'm not
0: sure no 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 that was him the one who said he who lives by the sword dies by the sword yes i think that's him isn't that yeah. him i don't think so i, I could be wrong though um but I w like I think that of um like of everyone else, I think he is um not to say he's a good actor in this, but I think with all of the other people playing themselves you can tell they're doing it as a favor and like they're happy to do it, but like it's um whereas I feel like Rob Shade wants to be in the movie. Oh yeah. Oh, this is some <laughs> wonderful delivery. Yes. A bit of nuance would be nice. <laughs> the nightmares? <laughs> no, she died. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, evidently, um,. I forget where I was reading it, but like, there's a lot of like, um, there's a uh, novelizations that went along with this, and uh, there mm-hmm. was an extension of part three where it looks at the world that Kristen takes her to. I forget what it's called. I take you to a. Happy Place or something like that. A beautiful dream. A beautiful dream. We've had this yes, discussion I before. <laughs> you should know by now I'm bad with the names and memory.
2: I always thought, and I know I've said this before, but I always thought that Patricia Arquette did that beautifully. Yeah. And it was ruined by Heather, whose eyes are fluttering the whole fucking time.
0: <laughs> they should have used a mannequin.
2: Oh my God! That sounds just like the, f- the ring from *Scream*. <laughs> oh, that's trash. <right>.
0: Hello. That's not my. That's not my. In my job description. <laughs> no, I don't answer the damn yes. phone um
2: if i would have if i was tuesday night i would have been pissed because she really got the short under the stick i mean she didn't even get a close-up i don't think <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: that's true but it, maybe wes didn't even know who it was i have a feeling that she was <laughs> probably in a scene that was cut Oh, okay. I thought she was just in the funeral scene for Chase. She is,
2: yeah. but, that's, uh, but I'm saying that she was probably in a scene that was
0: cut because why would she do that? Well, um, evidently, didn't Johnny Depp say he would have been up for doing it? Like, he would have been happy to just be in the background? I don't fucking know, but he, we already had him for Freddy's dad, so... That, um, you know, the Wes was... Like, he didn't think to even ask because he thought he'd be too busy and then... Johnny was like, "Oh no, I would have loved to." Which is all well and good once it all happened, really. <laughs> mm.
2: Well, I'm sure Johnny Depp would have been too busy because he his career was really off the ground at this point. Was
0: it? Wasn't he yeah. like in what was he in at this point? I don't know. If I can only really think of. I never it was... followed his career, <laughs> but
2: this was this was post Edward Scissorhands, so he was doing okay.
0: Yeah, but when did they do Dead Man and, like, that William S. Barrows movie? Fear and
2: Loathing in Las yeah. Vegas? It was,
0: like, 97. Okay.
2: 96, 97.
0: I was saying that, uh, like, a, um, this was all filmed sort of pre-earthquakes, and then they started happening, so they started using footage from Yeah,
2: that was a really, really bad earthquake. People still mm. talk about it. And that's... Why, um, um, when we were talking about when we did the LA AIDS jabber episode, yes. um, and they were saying that it was like a time capsule because LA doesn't look like that anymore yeah, since the earthquake.
0: <laughs> Let's get that big.
2: Episode. <laughs> yeah, see that this is this is what I thought found to be kind of eh, because like um then and then she starts to get into um the me- mental illness in her family and how she might yeah, have yeah. passed something on to Dylan. and I was like, oh, this is not a
0: Friday movie. Come on. Well, but I think that the the original not- I, What I like about it is that this is a movie for people that grew up with part one as their, you know, teenage movie. And now they're old enough to have the same similar um, concerns as an adult Heather Langenkamp would have.
2: It's also kind of cheesy that she's all chummy with John Saxon. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting on a park bench. You know, John Saxon does not have time. Especially in 1994, he did not say no to anything.
0: Yeah, he was probably like... um, (laughs) Sigourney Weaver and the villain from Copycat It's like, oh, did we work together? (laughs) Mm. Where's the hand?
2: That's the equivalent of the camera panning to a knife block and the butcher knife is missing.
0: Yes. Well, it's cliche horror. You gotta have the cliches.
2: Um... When did you see the uh I am Nancy
0: documentary? No. Well, what was that about was you on? being a Nancy boy?
2: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it's about, you fucking cunt. <laughs> it's Heather's it's doc it's a documentary about Heather playing Nancy and how yeah. her character affected people. Um there's a as the as an extra on the disc, there's a, like, a sit-down with her and Wes, and, um, uh, he just came across to me so full of himself, and he said that he would like to one day see um the original Nightmare and this one packaged together as a DVD because he thought they made such good bookends to each other. It's like, you know, just put the, the ones you worked on in a set and fuck everything else. <laughs> See, I don't like that at all. Well, they are bookends, really. Um
0: <laughs> I'd like not to... Really, not really, because there's part three. Um... I do say that my favorite night, uh, my favorite nightmares are the ones with Heather Cap in. So, like all encompassing, I think. Um, incidentally, hers are the best ones. Um, just noticing the book they're reading, I liked that the uh, witch has Freddy stockings on. Mm. And I, th- I think it's a good little um, uh, look at how. Uh, violence in children's books is fine for children, but violence is Well, with the Grimm Oh yeah, good Grimm's though. fairy tales are pretty you know. Yeah. Like evidently in the um like Cinderella story originally um one of the girls cuts off her parts of her foot to get into it Yeah, like, her know, toe. All, yeah. No, that was my
2: movie. <laughs> no, I thought she cut off her toe to fit in the glass slipper.
0: Yeah. Like it gets all bloody and
2: Yeah, a lot of the fairy tales that Disney ended up, you know, uh, appropriating, retooling, were a lot darker. Um, but Hansel and Gretel was always a a very dark fairy tale. That and, and I think mm. that's probably why it was always my favorite fairy tale when I was a kid.
0: Well, and and Sleeping Beauty was the uh, the Bill Cosby story.
2: Yes, that's true. You know, the whole, um, the, uh, Nelson, uh, or Nelson, the Mandela, <laughs> the Mandela effect with, um, um, with Snow White.
0: Uh, ah, oh, is that magic mirror on the wall? It is magic mirror, but everybody thinks it's mirror, mirror. Yeah. Well, cause there's even that song mirror, mirror. And there are several movies called Mirror Mirror. Yes, that's true. I thought this song was a bit on the nose. <laughs> the one he sings too,
2: hmm? losing my religion.
0: Yes, as the as the glove is like giving him a uh,
2: <laughs> a hand job.
0: Yeah, a bit of a circumcision.
2: I really I remember when even when this came out I really didn't like that effect of the glove coming through the sink because it looked because the seat looked all watery.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it was like early bad early CGI. Yes. Um, it, it's kind of um, I feel like they should have redone how um, Freddie coming through the latex behind Nancy's bed. That might have been worked a bit better.
2: Well, the way they did it was already very effective but
0: like it, it, it could have been a good callback to that is what I'm trying to say but yes I, I do always notice the ripples of but maybe you know without the ripples it looked worse and they added the ripples too
2: or maybe that, that was supposed to be a callback to the bathtub scene oh, yeah. in part one
0: That's true as well.
2: I probably would have known these things had I listened to the commentary as I planned on doing, but I (laughs) did not. That's because you're weak. Yeah, I know. Weak, (laughs) weak, weak. I'm not really a big fan of the score for this. Uh,
0: Do you think it's a bit too orchestral?
2: It's too orchestral. It's too big. It's too like, you know, Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's a bit theatric. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think, you know, maybe Wes was a a kid in a candy store when it came, you know, he had access to it. It It's like, oh. Oh my God, it's like the the uh, Flowers in the Attic is the uh, Dolly Zoom. (laughs) When
2: the police come to the door to say the father died in the car accident.
0: Ah, another movie that Wes wrote. Well, he wrote a a draft (laughs) of...
2: It always irked me. When she goes to identify his body, why is she dressed like such an old lady? <laughs> and she's only in her 30s. Like, they have her dressed like this frumpy 75-year-old grandmother. She was dressed with like this. Comfort. Does she have, like, a cardigan on and, like, I this forgot. tacky old dress? No, Heather. And before that, she was all spiffed up to do the talk show.
0: She was wearing something that Elaine would wear it for the talk show. Yes, I didn't realize you're such a fashion queen, Brandon.
2: I'm not. I said she looked terrible, and looked like an old lady.
0: Thank you, Melissa and Joan. What? Shut up! You're fashion. How blouse. dare you? Yeah, even the even the hair is a bit like um.
2: Yes, I know.
0: Should have blue rinse in it.
2: mm Hmm. She looks like Dylan's grandmother as opposed to his mother.
0: <laughs> this um, I I used to watch this movie quite a lot because I had recorded it from TV, um, mm-hmm. and it had like um, the last third of uh, part six was before it as well. But I always watch these scenes specific, quite particularly. Um, it feels like it's late at night for me here. Whenever I see it, I, I just get that feeling. Whenever I'm watching it, <laughs> because it was like mm. it was it was a movie that would play it. Like, um, uh, part six started at eleven, and this one started at one.
2: So that means her name is Heather Porter. Porter.
0: We got to shoot ERs. Heather Porter. Um, Heather Porter. And then after this was the show Life's Work, which I I liked the episode that I had, and I wish I'd discovered it earlier to tape it. Life's Work, what is that? It was just some sitcom about a woman who returns to uh, her, who's a mother who returns to the legal field. I think, uh, <laughs> like, it's good to have this scene because you never really saw any autopsies in the Nightmare movies. Like, in <laughs> at least he doesn't put a sandwich
2: on the body. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we really needed that. Oh,
1: shit.
2: <laughs> it's a horror movie. And she leaves without signing, so he's going to be a John Doe for Christ's sake.
0: <laughs> well, if it yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, God, I could never, ever, ever work in forensics. Why's that? W- you want to deal with dead bodies all night? Not really, and what about but... when they start bringing the babies in? No, I could never. God is our hope and
0: strength. Well, they're dead now. Spot, spot the actors.
2: Who else was in the crowd besides Tuesday? Um,
0: so Robert, and also isn't um, Rob from? Not Rob, sorry. Uh, rod. Yes, there he is.
2: Um... Jesus Garcia. Yeah. Rod and a thick, long
0: rod. The one who hung himself in the prison. Yeah, that's why. That, that's yeah. What was okay. Johnny Depp's name? Uh, Glenn? Glenn, that's right. Uh, Yeah, I'm bad with single-syllable names and remembering who's who. Oh, and we get to finally see the first bit of Freddy as Mm. the new Freddy. Mm. Yeah, this is the... uh,
2: (laughs) This is the, um... The, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh the uh textbook what the body looks like beneath the skin Freddy. Yes,
1: yeah.
2: A lot of people like this one. His look. Yeah. I think I am partial to uh Dream Master Freddy when Kevin Yeager did I think Kevin Yeager did the it's makeup well, he didn't just more. I well, I think he had a he had a bigger budget. I think. Yeah, yeah. Or was that a? Oh fuck! I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Or was that a? Uh, Steve Tom Johnson. Baker. Tom Baker. <laughs> no. Okay, you need to hush.
0: I'm just fighting up names. It should have been um, Stephen King. <laughs> May no the reason. Lord bless yes. you and cape
2: you. <laughs> oh my God, he sounds like such a pedophile. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> he They should
2: on, have made him say, no. if he needed anybody to watch Dylan. Oh.
0: He was already. She was already asked about that earlier. Um, bloody
2: words. well, that would have been a good, you know, nod to Freddie being a child killer. Um, for him to say something about Dylan, you know, if he, even if he had said. If there's anything I can do for you or Dylan, you let me know.
0: Well, like, yeah, he should have just lowered his, like, anything I can do for you or Dylan.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or that precious little boy of yours, you just let me know either.
0: Mm. You're disgusting. Well, Freddie
2: was a pediatrician so okay yes the the
0: origin mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I wonder if well, no ah uh, well uh maybe well. Alright. What happened in the I Am Nancy documentary was I don't think that Heather really thought that her character necessarily got much respect as far as merchandising would go because they had made action figures for Freddie and some other characters and they didn't make one for her which is kind of bullshit. Um and so she had somebody she paid somebody, like a professional, to make one for her. Yeah. Um but I was gonna say How vain is Necker?
0: Wow. To to have someone make your you know, hire someone to make a doll for you.
2: Ego Nyichol. Um Well since that documentary, um there, I think it was NECA, went on to make um, the the uh, action figures for the Freddy's fr- from all the movies, and they have one from Part Two, and it's even got like a um, removable glove where he's either wearing the Freddy glove or he's got the hand. Yep, yep. Toward the end, where the blades are protruding because he's coming out of jesse yeah yeah um so i wonder if they actually made an official one for nancy yeah i don't see why not it's kind of
1: ridiculous they,
0: they should have made um like a nightmare on Elm street troll dolls um because nancy had the hair for it and jesse had the hole for it oh my god to you know sit on a pencil
2: what my one of my best friends when I was little, was a little girl who lived down the street named Nicole, and she had a Freddy doll, and I was so jealous of that thing. It was one of those like P.B. Herman dolls where you pulled the thing and it would say it would talk. Yeah. I don't remember what it said because I made I made her pull it so much
0: that it broke. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> Did
2: she not? And she her? lost the hat. <laughs> she lost the fedora because i used to because whenever we used to play outside i was always like go get your freddy doll because i wanted to play with it yeah and i want i I wanted one and i remember my mother took me to toys r us to find one and they didn't have any all we found was this cheap ass stupid ass fucking little it was kind of like a freddy action figure but it had a suction cup on it so you could hang it from your um your car mirror, uh, window.
0: Oh, so like you could hang it from a baby mobile.
2: Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. But I just cut the string off and used it like as an action figure. Yeah. Um yeah. I did have one of the I did have a, a glove. Okay. Because um, they had the, they had the glove that came out around the time of part four um, with the plastic blades. But I also made my own. Did I ever tell you about? My, I think you did. I out of knives. Yeah. I, no, I didn't put knives, but they were nails. They were like those long, like what do they call them? Leftover nails. Or the whatever. sleeper nails. The kind of nails that you, like, hammer into the foundation of a house when you're yeah. building a house, those really long ones. And I used to chase kids up the
0: street with oh that thing! Oh, my God. So, kids have nightmares about you. You're in origin Well, for My <laughs> kids Philadelphia. But
2: see, I remember I just, like, got the idea, and I had to do it, like, right away. So i didn't even try to find a good glove i just got like a winter glove that was it was yellow and it had like a black uh stripe across like the palm area so it wasn't it was it would have been better if it was like a red and green but yeah it was just it was a bright yellow
0: freddy's club wasn't red and green
2: well, I'm saying since I was using a winter glove that was made of fabric and colored. Yep, yeah. It would have been the colors red and green would have worked better
0: than the yellow.
2: Than the yellow and the black. I had a bumblebee Freddy glove pretty much. Okay. <laughs> John Saxon and his wig.
0: Ah, yes. Yeah, it is very wiggy. Oh, he He had a toupee for years
2: and he had a thousand of them.
0: Yes. (laughs) Is he living yet? Or or did he die? Yeah. No, he died. I thought so, yeah. It's one of those random ones where I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> he was in a million movies. Yes. He did a lot in of any, horror movies. Was he in any Tarantino?
2: Probably. I would assume probably. Yeah. Um, But he did a lot of Italian yes. horror movies. And a lot of Westerns.
0: Yes. He did a lot of stuff. Well, he was in Tenebrae. I remember that one for sure.
2: Yeah. Yes, he worked with Argento. He also worked with, um... Bava? uh, He might have worked with Bava. Um... I know he worked with fucking... What's his face? I can't remember his name.
0: But he did the Nightmare Beach can't remember. Uh not not uh, the guy who did a uh, cannibal holocaust.
2: No, that no. was Ruggiero diodado. And for those of you I I have a feeling that for those of those who listen and we're try, and we always have these moments where we're like, "Oh fuck,
0: who is in that movie?" <laughs> like they're that screaming at them. And they're
2: like, yeah. "Why don't you Google?" Well, I don't do anything because I'm petrified that I'm going to fuck up the recording. Yes. And I think Tony's the same way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't do it on my phone because that's how Tony and I are communicating. So I don't want to <laughs> risk the call dropping.
0: Now, before we go too far ahead of it, Minko yeah. got to keep that playground, didn't he? Yes, I know that. Yes. Well the audience listening might not
2: Oh I'm sure they know Everybody knows that story Because that was in Never Sleep Again But um, I remember he said Some years uh, Later Probably when he was in his early 20s um, I don't know how Exactly but he said he was mistreated By his parents Oh okay Um, but John, well, John Hughes, I can kind of say being not very nice. Um, why do you reckon that? Because there are stories of him not being not very nice. Oh, okay. Um, and him being very two faced and he was, um, he was kind of like, um, opportunistic in that, um, he would only work with people he would he would try to get cash cows.
0: Okay. Basically.
2: Yeah. And you know, that's why he worked with Molly Ringwald so much. Because if he put her in a movie it was almost guaranteed to be a hit.
0: Yeah, but I thought he sort of discovered Molly.
2: He did. Um but she was acting. She was stage acting before that. Okay. Oh. Um wasn't but, she um,
0: sixteen for the Breakfast Club?
2: Yeah, she was like 15 or 16. She was on The Facts of Life before that. She was on the first season. Oh, okay. And then they got rid of her character. Um, sure, I probably told this story before. Um, but... Um, I remember this was... They did a biography. The Biography Channel did a biography on John Hughes. And I think they did an interview with Ed O'Neill. Okay. Either they talked, either they did the interview with him, or somebody told the story. But when John Hughes and Ed O'Neill uh, did the movie Dutch, um, they thought, and the studio thought that it was going to be a big hit. And when they were making the movie, John Hughes treated Ed like family. Ed came over to the house all the time. I think he even had brought his family over for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And they were very, very close. And then when the movie came out, it bombed bad and got really terrible reviews. And John Hughes never spoke to him again.
0: Yeah. Like he was the blame. (laughs) Yeah,
2: pretty much. Yeah.
0: I think and I thought some, that was really yeah, make, shitty. some filmmakers can be like that where they take no responsibility,
2: yeah i mean i i I've heard a lot of actors who work with him say he was always perfectly pleasant, but there were others who said he had a mean streak,
0: yeah um, well, there was a, coming a time where. The movies he was making weren't getting like it, he was. It's better known for the eighties uh teen comedies yeah. than what was the nineties. You don't yeah.
2: even there are so many movies that he did in the nineties that you don't even know. It's like he wrote that.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, that it was like it was past his heyday. Like, um, was he part of Problem Child? No. <gasps> no. Okay. Um, Meet the Fockers. I think he wrote.
2: Really. Oh I think so.
0: Um No, I don't know. 'Cause Meet the Meet the Parents came out first. Uh, unless no, yeah, I
2: think it was Meet the Parents. Oh. That's right. It was Meet the Parents.
0: Here's the bathroom scene, maybe. The bath. Yeah, so um I love a good bathroom. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's where people get naked, often. And you know how much I, how how erotic I find urinals.
0: Yeah, because that's right. The, the movie I was thinking of, I think he did Baby's Day Out, and I don't think that got good reference. Yeah, he did. He he did do that, um, which I was kind of like a baby version of Home Alone.
2: <laughs> it was yeah, pretty much. It was kind of like um, look who's talking a little bit. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of similarities to uh, 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 many of his movies. Um,
0: he did a lot of road movies. Yes. Apparently, um, *Planes, Trains, and Automobiles* was to be much longer than when it turned out to be. Like I think it was almost had a three-hour script or something.
2: Yeah, I think the um, there's a bunch of deleted scenes. Mm on the new 4k that just came out and they were never seen before i was never like a huge fan of that movie i was it was
0: fine but people that's like people it's like one of their favorite movies yeah i think i've seen it once or twice um uncle buck i was never that big on either yeah that was one. That was another one was fine yeah yeah it's a great movie oh no God, we, had, we recently had an issue um, where an old lady was tasered to death. Oh, no. Um, like, I think she was tasered once or twice, uh, but, like, she was uh, elderly and senile, but she started attacking people with knives, and so it just reminded me oh, of God. what happened there.
2: Well, you know how many hours of fucking Body cam videos I watch? And... I don't know how it is over there. Um, but over here, the police will do everything they possibly can not to tase somebody, especially if it's a woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And sometimes it's like... You're being too fucking patient. Just <laughs> whip out the fucking taser. You're ready to blow
0: already. Like, or break
2: <laughs> the window. Do something. Because there's there there are people who are just like impossible. You can't get through to them. They they're completely unreasonable. And the cops just have patience for days. And it yes. drives me crazy. <laughs> God.
0: So you would not make a good police officer.
2: Um. Uh, mm, I'm. W- I'm. W- I'm not sexy enough.
0: You'd never leave the gym. Um. I think that was the. first I'd never time- leave the locker room. Yeah. Because a- <laughs> uh, Freddie over the phone says I touched him, and I think that's the first time he's ever mentioned like fondling. He didn't mean it physically. But I think it can be taken physically.
2: No. He meant he touched him. He got to him mentally. Yeah.
0: Emotionally. Touched him inside. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? He attacked
2: her. <laughs> he's not unstable. He's just upset.
0: Yeah. He does that when he's upset. Who doesn't? What a stupid line. Oh, she's trying to not have him stay at the hospital. Think of the mother. Um, I like how this woman becomes the new antagonist. Uh, I liked her as a pseudo villain, even though she's not. She was, well,
2: she was like the, um, Priscilla Pointer. Yes. In
0: part three. Yes, yes. Um. Oh, and here's uh, Lin Shang. Is that a mm-hmm. name?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and the Wes Craven's daughter is That's one of the right. nurses. yes. I think she's the one who gives him <laughs> the needle. Um... I really don't think it was very smart for her to tell him that their house was right across the freeway. I don't. Think How thinking. would she have known? Yeah, that she's gonna try um, across the freeway. I love the moment though, um, because I always thought it was funny when I used to watch this. But like when he doesn't know where she is and he's he's waiting for, her and he looks all stressed out, and he's got his head bowed and his hands on his crown yeah and in the commentary wes craven goes he looks like a 40 year old man with the weight of the world on his shoulders <laughs> and he does
0: <laughs> do you know if uh miko and heather still well like as in do they have a good rapport i
2: will i don't i don't um no, I don't know. I don't think
0: she was nasty to him. <laughs> no, no, or anything like that.
2: Um, no, I thought you were asking if they were like still friendly today. I'm, I'm sure if they meet e- each other or see each other, they embrace. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> what is her accent? Someone's like who Linche? Minnesotan. Yeah and you can come back later. She does have kind of
2: a Minnesota accent, yeah. Midwest. Don't you know?
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Like um Fargo. Francis McDormand in Fargo, yeah. <laughs> Here's the car. There's the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is well, dug that out. <laughs> this is completely unrelated, but um, then she swallows all of the sleeping pills later. Well, you gotta swallow. Um, and she would have died, of course. She yes. would have od Um, but um, no, this is totally unrelated. But I just thought I found this interesting because I just heard it on. It was a snippet of an interview um but i had always known i'm i'm not i'm not really a big back to the future fan or i'm not a back to the future fan at all but i i always knew that eric stoltz was originally supposed to be or was originally cast and he got fired yeah but i didn't know exactly how much of the movie that they filmed before he got fired because Tom Wilson was on a podcast and they played a snippet of an interview, but they filmed like 75% of the movie. Really? And then they redid the whole thing. Was um, he fired
0: just because he wasn't working out? or um... He
2: was fired because he was not a good actor and because he was totally method. He had to be called Marty McFly all the time. He was driving people crazy on the set. And... Um he got um a little too physical with people.
1: Yeah.
0: Didn't, um didn't he um like get plastic surgery for that movie Mask?
2: No Was that a
0: serious question? <laughs> it was that method <laughs> Shut up Like the the way Heather has to drive to Wes's, it's like his like lives in an industrial estate. Like
2: he's got like a fucking Apple II from yes. nineteen eighty four with the black text and the green
0: writing. Be thankful it wasn't on, like, a typewriter like J.B. Fletcher. Who? Jessica Fletcher. This is a about, right? I liked, um... Um... When he was talking about these scenes, like, he he he's embarrassed by himself. But, like, I think that he was... Um... <sighs> writing himself so tongue-in-cheek, like really being like, <laughs> I've disguised a real asshole type of thing.
2: <laughs> I think one of the stupidest lines... One of the stupidest lines in the movie this is thing. about to come up. Freddy, it's this ancient thing.
0: Sometimes you've got to speak for the audience. What would you have, would you have rather, she said, entity or...
2: Well... I... The way it was written, it. Oh, here it comes. This ancient thing. <laughs> she could have said "ancient evil," um, but that, but that would have been a little too cliche. Um, but, I mean, the way it's written, it really, it doesn't really s- seem like he really knows.
0: Well, he's what just really it. is um. Yeah. But here, like, I feel uh, a lot of people don't acknowledge that this is sort of a similar setup to Cabin in the Woods. Where? Oh God! Why do you keep referencing that movie? I don't keep referencing it. Oh, you reference it all the time. I'm not really a big fan. I I'm not a big fan of it as much as other people are. Um. But I find the concept similar in that they're capturing an evil in the form of a a story. I haven't
2: seen it in forever, but doesn't the um, the killer from the unfinished movie in Cut um, somehow come
0: out of the film? Yes, I believe. I haven't seen Cut in a long time. Neither have I. Yeah, while I do, I will say I do feel this movie could have had some editing to it. We've still got about another 15 minutes to go.
2: (laughs) Okay, I could have used a little more emotion in that
0: line, Heather. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he couldn't direct and act at the same time. But
2: it was too... Um, what's that word? Subdued? Now she's whispering. She's doing a Tory spelling. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, in the script, she says Quietly.
2: I always hated when she goes through that tent and she gets, like, sucked through it, but she's got the knife. Because I always think to myself, she would have ripped that thing to shreds.
0: (laughs) It's, um, it's a dream sequence. Let it go. Oh, shut up. Come on, Elsa. I remember, I um at school we could do speeches and talks on anything that we wanted, and one of them I did was about uh dreams. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was just oh well, I'm not gonna go much into it, but I just uh talked about how uh I think um uh yeah after like seven days without dreaming you start becoming quite insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because the, like the story that was in the book that i was reading up you know the reference book was there was a dj who did like a not a competition but like he uh as part of a programming for his show he stayed up for various amounts of nights and he started um hallucinating towards the end of it but it, he, he got fine after the after getting sleep and
2: Well, that was another thing that always bothered me about the original, another major plot hole, was that she hadn't slept for almost 7 days. When and, the, when? Well, that's what she says. Yeah. It when she calls Glenn, he says when was the last time you slept and he said it's com- she says it's coming up on the 7th day. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I checked Guinness the records 11. <laughs> See, I know that fucking movie inside out, bitch. Um <laughs> But she, for somebody who hasn't slept for seven days, she just looks like somebody who is in need of a little nap.
0: Yeah, she looks like someone who got woken up early.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like I got an early start today, and I didn't get a nap, and I'll probably conk out about nine o'clock tonight. Yeah, I got a cold in night. Oh. And if you haven't slept for fucking seven days. And then when you finally do decide to go to sleep, a little fucking alarm clock is not going to wake your ass (laughs) up. She would have been so deep in sleep that she would have just been such easy
0: prey for him. Mm. Like it's almost um, counter-survival.
2: And that makes the whole thing with her putting all the traps together together even more implausible how the fuck could she think straight to do all that shit
0: that's because it was all a dream and when she woke up and the mother and they got picked up and
2: <laughs> No, by that point you don't even know what the fuck is happening because it's 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 it so convoluted oh just enjoy the movie i do but there are certain things that come on Don't worry, I turn my brain off when I watch it and I just enjoy the ride. I do. But when we're having these analytical conversations, there are certain things that you just can't let go of. You
0: you you like to put the anal back in analytical. I do. Oh, that owl is so fake.
1: And who the hell is owl? (laughs) Because they get to see it
0: in in the other movies. Like in so many horrors the uh, the victims react like, drum, uh, without realism.
2: <laughs> well, Renee Blakely reacted, um, when she didn't when she got when she woke up from in the sleep clinic and her arm was slashed.
0: When was that?
2: When She took her to the sleep clinic and she uh, wakes up and she brings the hat out. She brings the hat from under the blanket. And her arm is all slashed and she doesn't um, have any kind of reaction at all. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's what I'm saying. Nancy. And Marge goes, oh my god, her yeah.
2: arm! Get something! <laughs> but then again, she was a little... She was more um, transfixed by the hat. Okay. She grabbed off his head. Yes.
0: She was putting things together. Hmm. I like that she. I <laughs> no, this is my guy. I like that she keeps getting injured. Mm. And like she has all these war wounds on her by the end of it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Her face, she's like, this bitch is. Yeah, I (laughs) know.
0: Note to self, call the uh, psych department, (laughs) call
2: child protective services. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Looking at her arm <laughs> oh, Girl, You're crazy, real, like, is crazy. Yes. Like, <laughs> Every kid from the 90s
2: Well I, I mean <laughs> if she was that Afraid of him Watching the movies Why would she even own a copy
0: Well I don't think she did or just on the movie, on the TV.
2: Oh, she should just have said <laughs> so happened that they were on TV. <laughs>
0: you know, when she was listing down like a, you know, Santa Claus, she should have included Steve Martin. Mm. Yeah,
2: because apparently kids don't know who Steve <laughs> Martin is anymore.
0: They probably don't even know who Sally Field is. <sighs> I weep. I know.
2: You know what? I, 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 I found a video on, um, on YouTube the other day oh. that said um,
0: Betty White was Bob Barker's mortal enemy. Does yeah, you are saying that? about that, yeah.
2: Did I tell you that?
0: Yeah, but I uh, you didn't go too much into it. It was something to do with like
2: a, a, a breed of elephant um, that I think was in, it was I think he was endangered and um, Betty wanted him to stay in the zoo where he could be cared for and looked after. And so that people would. Oh, oh, pea soup. And that people wouldn't, you know, would, you know, be able to see these this breed of elephant, yeah, yeah, yeah. this rarity, and he thought that the elephant should be put back in the wild, where it could probably be killed. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if there was a petition or what, I don't know, but the elephant did end up staying in the zoo and is still alive today. Okay, yes. It outlived them both.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I liked when the actress was talking about the you know how, how it felt having the glove on it. What are you saying about? The nurse, act? the actress who plays the nurse, she was saying, oh, but when they put that glove on you, it's like, oh.
2: <laughs> well, Robert said that when he first put the glove on, that was how he found the character and the stance because the fucking thing was so heavy.
0: Yeah, and he treated it like like he had a swagger, like he was reaching for his holster or something. A gunslinger.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, because it was so heavy, his shoulder w- li- went to the side. Yeah. He um, must
0: have been a twerp. Oh, God. Uh, something I read is that with Betty White, that's what... <laughs> A lot of people say when they hear that's a mass shooter. I don't get it. Well, I have betty White.
2: I don't know what you're saying, but I don't understand how anybody could say that Betty White is their sworn enemy. Betty White was a national treasure. Everybody loves Betty White. Mhm. And Bob Barker the old, if you don't fuck me, you're gonna lose your job as the fucking um, what I, what what were they called? The models.
0: Well, uh Betty did that too. The showcase model on the Golden Girls. Yeah, yeah. When they had George Clooney on, mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, you want to make a repeat appearance? Well, better lick my That's why I never showed up again.
2: <laughs> my mother's sister ran into um, Bob Barker when she went to Las Vegas and he was, he was very much an ass. I think she just wanted to say hello. I, Cause my, aunt, my aunt was not, is not like the, you know, give me your autograph type. Um, I don't think, you know, she just wanted to say hi.
0: Yeah. And he was like,
2: lady, alone, lady buzz off.
0: Well, that gave her a better story than had he said something nice in return.
2: I always like to hear stories of celebrities being nice because when they're mean, then I don't like them anymore. Because I never forget that.
1: Mm. I'll.
2: I never. Good people will tell me stories, like from like and from like twenty years ago about meeting a celebrity, and I still remember that. Every time I think about or see that. Celebrity in a movie or whatever. I'm like, oh, I remember when so and so met him, and he was a dick.
0: Yeah, but
2: I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this is sure or not because the person who told me this is kind of unstable. Um, but um, he said that he had a friend who saw John C. Riley someplace and she wanted to get a picture with him or something. And he spat in her face. He was like, get the fuck away from me and spat in her face. Well, that's assault. (laughs) It is assault. Um, generally I, uh, But again, the source was, I don't know if I believe it. But I I, I always remember it, though. Yes. I always remember it.
0: Um, I try not to let that stuff affect me. Just because I'm an uh, anti-cancel culturist. So I I don't feel like I should judge someone for one moment in their life. Thank you, Craven's daughter. Fucking right? cunt. Hey, you can't do that.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a good part. <laughs> and I will. was trying so hard in this, with this part, and it just wasn't working.
0: To look tired,
2: yeah. (laughs) And the fake (laughs) yawning—I was like, "Oh." It is hard to fake. He's—he's trying. I I will give him that. He was like six. Oh, I think he was older than that. He was like eight.
0: Six and eight are the same.
2: He was like two when um, he was in Pet Cemetery.
0: How old was he in? um, kindergarten cop that was him I think wasn't that it? was the yeah. same year oh okay, this. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like, now uh, yeah, at this point now she's just again. looking for
2: anything
0: <laughs> to take this kid away it's kind of like when uh Heather asks about the phone calls and then they start ringing.
2: (laughs) This fucking doctor would rather put Dylan in a foster home where he
0: could get fucking molested. Well, if she's worried that the mother's, like, unhinged. We can put them with the the people under the stairs.
2: No, but, I mean... A foster care should be the very, very last resort Um, We couldn't put him with Robert. What she should have said, (laughs) what she should have said was, maybe you could put Dylan with a a grandparent or something like that. Somebody he knows and trusts. You don't put a fucking kid in a strain unless his, you know, circumstances are that dire and this kid is in danger.
0: Oh no. I like that cut, how it goes from Julie being lifted to Heather lifting up. Understand. (laughs) He sounded like Jody Foster.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) We get the rotating room again. Mmm. Oh, you can see, you can tell that's not Dylan in the seat <laughs> on the bed. I mean, hey, Dylan. In the is this the scene where um, John told Miko that his mum had died? I think so.
2: Because this is the scene where he they have to get the 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 most emotion out of them.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Aww.
2: I love when she elbows the nurse. Yes. Ah, there you go. What you get, bitch. In these movies, medical staff are seen as either idiots or incompetence or people who just want to put you away.
0: Well, it's a, it's a case or not of, give you proper um, care. They are the logical part of the movie, and the movie is it's suggesting that they. What's happening is defying logic, so you can't be trusting it.
2: Well, yeah, that that was the thing um, in part three with Priscilla Pointer's character. I'm I'm sure I probably talked about this. Um, But in Never Sleep Again, she said that when she would go to conventions, fans would come up to her all the time and say, Why were you so mean? And she didn't didn't see herself as mean. She was like, I never thought I was mean. And she wasn't mean. She just didn't know. She didn't understand what was happening.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't go, you know, leaning into insanity. (laughs) If someone was to say to you, like, you know, uh, my grandmother visited me last night, you might be like, oh, uh, you're probably dreaming. You wouldn't be like, oh, let's go, you know, (laughs) check him out. Mm-hmm. Very busy freeway.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me, um, <laughs> but there was a freeway going both ways um, that was at the at the top of the hill near a field, and. Me and a friend from the neighborhood were sitting at the top, and we were just watching the cars. And I was like, I want to across the freeway?" And he was like, eh. "And meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, well, it does take the cars a, wh- a little while to reach us, but we don't know." how many is going to be or what the speed st- I'm like trying to calculate it in my head and then I'm trying to calculate what the fuck do I do on the other side and how do I get back so I was like all right probably not a great idea <laughs> so I didn't cross the freeway but I thought about it and believe it or not this this wasn't even in my head yeah
0: where did you think about it then
2: when I was sitting on the edge <laughs> of the freeway, I just said.
0: <laughs> Watching the cars. No, well, usually I think about things in my head. That's what I was trying to say.
2: Well, yes, I was thinking about it when I was like, you know, I was in decision mode.
0: Yes. It was like you were holding the knife and thinking about it as opposed to just yeah. thinking
2: about it. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. Um, and we did the, uh, the thing where you um, get the truck drivers to honk.
0: Oh, okay, where you pull your arm down do your, you, Yeah, you do your fist. Did anyone?
1: Yeah Oh my
0: god <laughs> A bunch of people did Did you drop any stones? Take it
1: easy.
0: Why the hell is, was he there? How? Well, he's turning into. um, What's his face?
2: Oh, yes, he's the turning captain. into. Detective. Yes. <laughs> he has played so many fucking cops.
1: <laughs>
0: Uh, what I was going to say, uh, what I reminded of, um, how I was saying that it didn't do well at the cinema. It did open against Pulp Fiction. And but so Wes reckons that might have hindered it a bit. <laughs> uh. um, unlike John Hughes, who would have blamed Heather Lang and Cade <laughs> Or
2: Miko.
1: No, that's his own. Because, like I said,
2: he, 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 they didn't get along. I think there was some kind of issue. I think it was like a Macaulay Culkin type thing where they had control over his money or oh, something okay. yep, like yep, yep, that.
1: Yep.
2: And I think, I think, I'm just speculating here, but I. think, think that <laughs> when he was 18 he had an idea for the life that he wanted for himself yeah and i think that they wanted him to go to school or or something like
0: that yeah yeah not be a danger the
2: money that he had to, to pay for for university Don't stop it like your did. um don't start losing it like crazy ass Marge mm. large oh you've never seen Peewee's Big Adventure god damn it I beg your pardon I was going to do a Peewee's Big Adventure <laughs> reference but you've never seen it because you're stupid
0: yes I'm dumber than Christmas in July
2: this is where the score really hits its apex I don't like this yeah yeah.
0: it's too much it's too coral. It's very much, yeah, uh, Jurassic Park.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's like you could like imagine them entering the uh, the gates with the, yeah. the, the fire or whatever.
0: Laura thing. Dern looking around, they're going, Oh, it's Freddy. Oh, the piano bit. <laughs> but no, it's not Freddy. It's what's-his-face
2: wearing the fedora. Um, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. That's right. <laughs>
0: Well, he had his moment to shine in Event Horizon. When he was all barbed wide up. Like Pamela Anderson. Oh. So he was always, looking good, is not I always feel, uh, in my memories, the uh, Elm Street house has a red door, but it's blue. It does have a red door. Well, here it's blue.
2: Um, I think it might have been Blue in the first one I thought it was white in
0: the first one
2: But mm-hmm. I'm just going
0: by like when Mar- Marge was stuck through the window I think it's white On the inside Oh okay yeah, But, um,
2: but I think it own. was blue <laughs> in
0: the first one Yes so another bookend. <laughs> Forget all the red mm. ones.
2: I wonder who lives in the Freddy house now.
0: Someone who orders. And if they've three.
2: ever actually seen the
0: movie, what? Someone who orders takeaway doesn't? They? Don't they?
2: Yes, but I told you the story. Yeah. Somebody orders DoorDash.
0: Deliverer, uh,
2: I I don't know. Um, I well, I think that the Elm Street series, um, in particular the first one, was a hell of a lot more popular than the Amityville Horror. However. I have heard stories for years and years and years about people trying to get on that property and, um, like taking pictures and, you know, going on the lawn. And, um, I would have thought that people, the people in the Elm Street house would have had more trouble.
0: Well, I don't know, because I feel that the Elm Street house design is kind of not, not a little more generic whereas the amitable house is an actual house well exists.
2: The, it was so distinctive because of the attic windows look like yeah. eyes
0: um, but they changed that years ago um, but, is, but it's an actual house like it'd be like you know um the the state bank building house you know like <laughs> you, there's no other one it's the what I'm saying, like, uh, let's say the Statue of Liberty, you know, you you just go to the one, it's, it's, the Amador house is its own house. Yeah. It's, it's a house known for itself as opposed to the Freddy house. I'm not explaining myself well. (laughs) No, you're really not. The the Amityville House is the one that the book is based on. You know, like it it's has its distinct location. It has its own legacy. Yeah, the whereas haunting, uh, the Nightmare House is you know in Springfield, Illinois, isn't actually in there. Yes, it was. I think I thought it was in L.A. <gasps> no, um,
2: yeah, it is in L.A. And no. Well, I, I, uh, huh, 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 huh. I always, I always, um, I never really did my due diligence with this because I was never one of those fanboys who was really, uh, um, you know, you uh, know, let me check to see the uh, how full the glass is in this scene yeah, and then yeah. when it cuts back. That kind of shit. Um, but I don't... I'm trying to remember in what movie the name of the town was actually introduced. Because in the first one, it's not Springwood. They don't say the town. Oh, okay. And at, I think... um, I think that people... Fans always say that Springwood is in Ohio. It might have been said on Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah. Maybe. Or at the beginning crawl of Freddy's Dead. Um, Because they have like that leather face type of thing at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it does... I'm almost positive it says Springwood, Ohio. Yeah. But I think they might have just put that there because they needed a state. They couldn't just say Springwood.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Illinois, was that uh, Halloween? Yes, that's Haddonfield. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in A Nightmare on Elm Street, they really didn't try to hide the fact that they were in California, because there's fucking palm trees everywhere. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But can't palm trees grow anywhere? Like, we have palm trees here.
2: Um, now, sometimes you want me to be a fucking anthropologist. Botanist. Now you want me to be a fucking botanist? I mean, Jesus Christ.
0: Um. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying, is that the location of the Amityville house is... Definite. Whereas the um not my house is a set. It's yes, it's in
2: yeah. Amityville, New York, whatever, yes. Ocean Avenue. But it's pretty easy to find the house for a nightmare, and I'm sure I'll is a quick Google search.
0: Yes, yeah.
2: I mean now um Yeah, well mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, the murders in the Amityville house before the movie, that stuff was all over the news and newspapers, and was, you didn't necessarily need Google to find the address to know where it was. Um, you needed that kind of stuff for where the Elm Street house was, so...
0: Yeah. Do you reckon they should have done what they did with Dahmer and... Demolish the house. No, not as in. <laughs> oh, the Amityville house. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, even though it's... I don't
2: believe in this shit. But the murders were true, weren't they? Just not the, the murders. Yeah, yeah, the murders. The DeFeo murders were true. Yes. Um. But I don't believe that it was possessed, no, I don't believe any of that shit.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I do think, I, I'm not a, a, I do think you can get bad vibes from a place.
2: There's bad energy yeah. in the
0: house. Yeah. And like, there That's are why places you like, always... I don't want to be here anymore, let's go.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's always a good idea when you move into a new home to sage, to burn some sage. No, I'm serious. It is. It, well, some people burn sage. Some people have a priest come bless. Sage them all. advice. We have priests. Yeah,
0: they come every year.
2: Well, you're only supposed to do that when you move in. You're not supposed to
0: do it every year. Well, that's what my that's that's my, my parents do. They get a calendar.
2: Well, I wouldn't want the priest of oh, no. my parish coming to the house every year because he's crazy. And my father still goes to church every Sunday. I don't know why, because he always comes back and he says that like he he he's a big you know Trump supporter and Your an anti vaxxer No, oh, okay. the priest. The priest. He's a big Trump supporter and an anti. Vaxer and a conspiracy theorist about covid and anti-abortion and he's you know saying all this stuff that priests are not supposed to say mm-hmm. um and he's like a zealot too and he's he goes crazy he goes oh he screams okay, oh my god and he's a little guy too he's like barely five foot I remember, because he came to... Well, you
0: know, Your dad can go to another church, he knows.
2: <laughs> well, it's been his parish his whole life. He went to school there when he was ki- he was a kid. So he's not going to go to another church. Um, but um, what was I about to say? Yeah, he's tiny, this, yeah. this priest, because when we were having some issues... I suggested having a priest come to bless the house, and he did, and he did a blessing. And before he leave, before he left, before he left, I shook his hand, and I had to lean over, and I'm fucking five three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like a midget. He was like Danny DeVito, yeah. and he was fat. He, yep. was a, he, was, he really was like Danny DeVito. He was a plump little dwarf.
0: I imagine he has to, like, stand on a box when he's <laughs> <laughs> Yes, giving he his has sermons. an apple box at his yeah. uh,
2: podium. Oh, did I ever tell you that I did that, um... I did that thing, um... Fuck, what is it called? Uh, uh, Chaplin? No where you read a passage
0: oh okay you gave a sermon. Um,
2: no it wasn't a sermon
0: <laughs> um i think it was a passage from the bible i it's they call it something i don't remember yeah, it, uh, the first reading will read, be read by brandon ford The uh, yes. responsorial uh, yeah song. i did that
2: i did that when i was 12. um and my teacher at the time, um, she said that she went I don't know how it came up, but she said that she went to the same church. Um and I told her, Oh, I'm gonna be doing a reading or whatever uh this Sunday. And she came and saw me with her husband and I was like, oh. Aw.
0: I did a reading at my sister's wedding <laughs> Of course it was The letter to the Corinthians about love I would have Thought it was
2: a passage from The works of the Marquis de Sade
0: Job, the book of Job Well now Freddie can lick both holes At the same time
2: Yeah that's right More bad 90s CGI.
1: Yeah.
0: You can't blame the 90s. It was static enough.
2: But that part when he, like, explodes and sprouts horns, that was bad. Mm, yeah,
0: it was a bit... Um,
2: I mean, I know what they were going for But it it didn't work
0: They could have not had it
2: Well, yeah, they were going for the Hansel and Gretel
0: thing You know Um, Oh, but the, uh, the, the witch doesn't become a devil, does she?
2: No, but yeah. she does get pushed into the oven.
0: Yeah, so they could have kept all of that, but his his demise could have just been his screaming. And, oh, I guess they want to try and blow him up.
2: If you... I'm sure it probably won't... You'll probably think it's ridiculous now. Um, but I do highly recommend if you go, oh, go on YouTube one day looking up... Um, fairy tale theater the Hansel and Gretel that they did um, with Joan Collins I was fucking obsessed with that when I was little and okay. Ricky Schroeder Ricky Schroeder was Hansel um she was the witch and she was scary um she was the witch and she was also the step, the wicked stepmother she had oh, okay. dual roles Yeah.
0: Joan Collins. Yes, Joan Collins. Isn't that a drink?
2: It's a Tom Collins.
0: <laughs> and you call me an alcoholic.
2: I always wondered if that was really the script that she was reading.
0: Oh, maybe.
2: I don't like this
0: no, music no. here. It,
2: it it gets all funky with the guitar riffs and shit, it's like yes. dong, 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 dong. It's like the Seinfeld theme.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, <my laughs> God. Well, to me, it sort of sounded like uh, he is the same people who did "People Under the Stairs."
2: How long are these fucking credits?
0: They're about seven minutes. Oh, that's a long project. So right. uh, it is long, but what nationality is Langenkamp? Is she Dutch background?
2: I have no idea.
0: Cause, oh, I think <laughs> I think uh, my sister convinced me that Robert England was um, South African background, but I think that's because. Uh, of Kruger National Park. And so, like, that's... No, it was like, no. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) So, Natasha liked like to mess with you, did
0: she? No, well, I think that was part of her silly... uh, Like, that was just her young self as well. Hmm... very, um, like, Phantom of the Opera music. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed that. Did you?
2: It was fine. I mean, there are certain parts, I haven't seen it in a long time, but there were certain parts that I remember I remembered or I'd forgotten um, that I had liked when I used to watch this, um, like I totally forgot the "Pick a pet for the rug rat bitch" line. <laughs> that's a good line. And you gotta love when Freddy calls somebody a bitch. Yes, that's worth the price of admission.
0: And I think um, in the credits, Freddy plays himself. Hmm. Because it's the credits still haven't started. <laughs> Because I guess because we didn't really have an opening sequence
2: Well, yeah It just starts Yes um, And plus he's, he's not really Freddy He's an ancient thing
0: Yeah
2: Yeah, they did the same shit with Scream But at least in Scream they showed the title oh, that's And true. then at yes. the end You get the fucking 25 minutes of credits
0: Oh, Jessica Graven was in there, yep.
2: There's a soundtrack for this. I couldn't imagine listening to this.
0: Yeah, no, it's not... Like, I notice soundtracks for movies because someone was asking, um, like, on Facebook. They... (laughs) want the song that tara banks was dancing to in halloween oh my god (laughs) And like it's it's a song that you can't find anywhere (laughs) i wonder why (laughs) even though it has a title and an artist but yeah i was looking it up and no and the soundtrack for halloween resurrection is like this type of music it's not it's not songs that were
2: well they have they probably have two because a lot of the times they do that, they'll do the score and then they'll do the songs from the movie. Well, because they have the original soundtrack score, and then they'll have music from the motion picture.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, and get, I forgot, I got sidetracked when I was talking about the um, the action figures. They there is even I think I think Neca did it. A um. A Leatherface action figure from Part Three. Okay, and that's one that people don't even really like. Yeah. So if they made an action figure for that Leatherface, I don't see them making a fucking next-generation Leatherface anytime soon. Let me tell you what.
0: Did they have um, the chainsaw with the writing on it? Oh, I don't it was know. David Miller creations did the Freddy makeup.
2: Well yeah, I wouldn't have thought that they would have Kevin Yeager because it's a completely different design. Yeah.
0: Oh no, world We were discussing it earlier. <laughs> God. A lot of um uh construction oh,
2: poo poo. What?
0: A lot of like uh carpentry and construction in this movie.
2: And now it's all somber.
0: Yeah. It's, um, oh my god! That's some that sad, sad music. It's like, go to bed, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Get sliced and diced.
1: Oh,
0: but yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, I think it was in the Never Sleep Again documentary. They were saying how this movie was like a um a meta movie for the film, uh, for the uh, behind the scene folks, and Scream was a meta movie for the audience. Like this is. More appreciable by uh, people in the business. Scream can suck my ass. How does you? How do you suck a fuck? Oh, you haven't seen that movie? Oh. <laughs> I saw it. You just didn't like it. No. Nah. You don't like anything. Anything.
2: I didn't want. I didn't watch. I well. Uh, I think it was. Um, I don't remember how. I think I heard about it, and then, um, the girl I used to go clubbing with. She bought the DVD. Yeah. And invited me over to watch it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. And I was waiting for her to chime in, and she was, like, all into it. And meanwhile, I had checked out. I was like, I was, like, by playing, picking at my nails or something. Yep, yep. I was wanking in the corner, finding some way to amuse myself because... That fucking bunny rabbit was
0: not. Yeah. You are siding with fear over love.
2: Yeah, whatever the fuck that means.
0: Ooh, I heard a pan flute. Ooh, John and Mary Hughes. Thank you, Mary, for dying briefly. What? Nothing. They thanked Miko's parents. Well, I enjoyed that.
2: It's not the worst
0: movie we've done. It, it's, it belongs in my heart. It's a movie of the heart. <laughs> kind of like that Meryl Streep one, but musically. Mm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, coincidentally, was also directed by Wes Craven. Was it? <laughs> it was. It's a true story. Lovely. And I actually would have seen it if Madonna had been in it.
0: <laughs> that would have been a fun story to hear. Like if they got along. I'm sure. I, oh, I, reckon, I, I don't reckon think they at much. all. No, yeah. I don't think so. Well, I don't think I don't think it would have been at his fault though, because he seems to get along well with his female leads.
2: Well, we know what kind of domineering personality Madge has yeah and she would have been like uh no i see the character this way
0: she would have been like sharon stone in deadly blessing okay
2: okay why they didn't get along
0: i thought she might have caused his divorce but
2: oh my god
0: (laughs) but i i haven't like i need to look that story up
2: (laughs) yeah you do that Okay, well, this is the end of the first part of this two-part special. So, um, yeah, we're going to wrap this one up, and I hope you will tune in for the bonus episode where we do a commentary for Dylan's New
0: Nightmare. Yeah. So until next till next time, Dylan's New Nightmare. <laughs>
2: yes. Do I even say the unpleasant dreams? Because it's gonna gonna be right away. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
2: So no, no, sweet, no, no. Don't go yeah. to sleep. Yeah. Not yet. No, no. Because there's more.
0: Never so, sleep again.
2: Never sleep again.
0: Okay, I'll go grab oh, my crucifix. no! I no <laughs>
2: shit. You know what would've been better? What? If I had said, whatever you do, don't fall asleep.
0: All right, because we will be back. Okay, I'm going to go quickly write Tina on my joint, and I'll see you soon. Okay. Good night. Good night.